Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio, the official TV station for the Silver and Black. And uh, yeah, we got some stuff to cover. First of all, thank you very much for coming back and clicking play. We definitely appreciate it. And speed of things to cover, uh, we're going to be talking about some Austin Spurs news. And you're probably thinking, what, Austin Spurs? You know, San Antonio Spurs just began. Well, no, no, no. The Spurs assigned rookie Josh Primo to the Austin Spurs yesterday. We're going to be discussing that. What does it mean for him? What do we want to see uh, with him now wearing an Austin uniform as opposed to a San Antonio uniform, maybe just for the short time? And also look at tonight's matchup, Spurs-Mavericks. Yep, Murder's Row continues for the silver and black. To join me, I'm joined by Two Shots Podcast, very own Joe Garcia. Joe, we finally got you back here on Los. Yeah, finally back. Good to be back. So, I got I got got a confession to you, Joe. I was not surprised when the Spurs announced that the Spurs had signed Josh Primo. Uh, were you surprised? Not at all. I think it was yeah. to be expected. You know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, what do you want the guy to do? Do you just want him to keep sitting at the end of a bench? Even though Spurs mm. fans are excited to see this young man hopefully get some playing time in the near future, it's not going to be conducive to him, you know, really uh, being able to live up to his full potential by just sitting on a bench and not getting Mm -hmm. any minutes. He's better off over in the Austin G League with the Austin Spurs getting minutes, you know, kind of developing his game a little bit more. I mean, the kid wants to play sitting down at the end of a bench, and even though he wants to play, isn't really good for him. So I'm happy that at least this way, he still gets to play some ball, but at the end of the day, it shouldn't be a, a big surprise to Spurs fans. Joe, as long as they didn't assign you to the Austin Spurs, because you're, you're more varsity level, Joe. You're not JV level, Joe. Just to, just to <laughs> no, put it out there, Joe. Hey, but even. you know, my my thoughts on that were I was not surprised, as I mentioned earlier. I not at all, you know, no shocker here. But you know, there comes this though. Like, like, how long do you want to see the rookie in an Austin uniform, Joe? For me, I don't mind this. I'm okay with him being assigned uh, to Cedar Park, Texas. My thing, though, Joe, is I hope he's not there for the entire Austin Spurs season. Uh, I get it. He's going to be recalled, going to be making that trip back and forth from San Antonio to Austin. But, Joe, even if he's in a San Antonio uniform, I prefer, prefer that because I think that'll help his NBA learning curve. But you still you can't discount what the Spurs have done with that Austin Spurs San Antonio Spurs system, Joe. And the proof's in the pudding. Uh, Joe, how long do you want to see uh, Primo there? The bulk of his rookie season, all of it, or just kind of come and go? That's really up to Spurs. You know, the Spurs front office. It's not really up to me. I mean, ideally, you'd want to see the kid be there for for a little bit. You know, meaning maybe mm. a couple of months, maybe one month, three months. And then, you know, maybe they can go ahead and kind of acclimate him in and, and get him some minutes because the kid looked like he was ready. You know, he he plays with a, a high level of confidence. And, and you you like to see that out of somebody who's so young and he shows a lot of potential. I think that's the one thing that Spurs fans are really excited about. But ultimately, I mean, that's up to, you know, pop in the front office uh, as far as the timetable. You'd like to see him sooner rather than later. But again, knowing that how the Spurs kind of operate, he's probably going to be there for quite some time. But what do you want to see, Joe? You personally, let's just say you are Brian Wright, you are Popovich. 
How do you want to see Primo being handled with Austin and San Antonio? Because let's face it, he's going to have those nights where he looks heads above the rest. Would Joe Garcia, a GM for the Spurs, say, you know what, bring him back or still let him cook? You know what? You got nothing to lose this season. In, in my opinion, if it was me, I'd put the kid in right now. I wouldn't even put him in the G League. You know, let him learn. Just trial by fire. Throw him in there. See what he can do in a real game scenario against, you know, some of the better teams in the West. I mean, it'll make him better for sure. Yeah. But I mean, you don't know what you got until you put him out there. So let's see what he's made of, you know. So GM Joe Garcia, he's 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 just putting him out there in the fire in an NBA level. Is that right? I'd put him out there in the fire. You know what? I wouldn't be disappointed with that uh, scenario. And I don't think Spurs fans would either. I mean, who knows? What if the kid balls out? I mean, you would look like a genius, you know, if you went ahead and did that. So I don't know. But, you know, the Spurs, they're not much of the gambling type. So they're probably going to keep them over there in, in, the, in the Austin G League for a little bit. Joe, OK, let's just, just play the scenario out. He does ball out. He is looking heads above the rest, as we said. Do you think the Spurs will automatically pull the trigger and recall him or still let him get his chops up there? Because, hey, look, you know, this Spurs team, yeah, as of this recording, they're one in three, you know, blow five in the three game losing streak. But they're playing very well despite losing. Do you think maybe just maybe he could help the Spurs get over that little hump in the games that we've seen where it's been very, very close? Again, at the end of the day, Jeff, it's going to be whether the team keeps on losing or winning you know if they keep winning if they win win a couple more games then this you know i would think the pop in the front office would say all right let's go ahead and keep primo over in the austin g league for a little bit but if they keep losing and what do you got to lose at this point let the kid play you know and you don't have to tank but you don't have to try either (laughs) hint hint you know just put the kid in and let's see what he can do you know i mean either way it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt the team if you're already losing you know it's gonna help the kid build his confidence and get some real uh real world scenario type of uh, situations in the context of an actual nba game joe i look at josh primo and you see like he has that it factor whatever it is he has that when he's on that court he's ready to ball he puts up a shot joe he has not missed a shot in his nba career he's 100 percent he just took three shots, though. He's made them all, but it still counts, Joe, on the record book. Uh, kidding aside, though, what have you seen out of Josh Primo that that would make you, if you're a Spurs GM or, or a Spurs coach, say, you know what? Maybe playing him in San Antonio more would be better for his development. The kid just has a lot of energy, man. That's the one thing that really you you notice right away. And, and just the the way that he carries himself, you know? He's just very, he has this demeanor about him, you know, beyond his years. He's just very calm and collective out there on the court. Always happy to be out there, always smiling. I mean, his energy is infectious. Plus, you get to see what his skill set is out there on the court. And and granted, it's been a small sample size in summer league, you know, and, and then we go and see what he was able to do in the preseason. You know, you get excited about the upside, the potential that this young man has, this young kid has. He has a lot of the intangibles, a lot of the athletic, you know, the athletic ability, the ability to shoot the ball. He's explosive going to the rim. He can go ahead and dunk. I mean, you like a, you like a lot of things that you're seeing out of Primo, but 
I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, if you're really not winning all that many games, what do you got to lose? Throw the kid in, you know? Yeah, I mean, like right now, as we mentioned, they're on a three-game losing streak, and, you know, Popovich, Joe, he has that history of not playing the young bucks uh, right away, uh, Primo's included. He's just 18 years old. But you you got to think that if he is part of their long-term rebuilding plan, that maybe they should take a page at how they handled handled it with Kelton Johnson. Remember, Kelton played a, a, maybe half his rookie year before getting recalled to San Antonio, albeit it was a different set of circumstances, a pandemic. The Spurs needed bodies. What about just taking that example, Joe, is maybe uh, letting him cook for half a uh, Austin Spurs season and then recalling him back to just play? Or is it kind of one of those things that are depending on the record and how they're standing, you know, maybe at the All-Star break? I think it's going to be a good definition by the All-Star break, depending on where the team stands. I think that's going to be, hey, that's going to be the scenario where they're going to say, okay, look, we're not really going anywhere. Let's put the kid in. But if they're on a trajectory maybe to flirt with the play-in game, possibly ninth, eighth seed, you know, that kind of thing, maybe they just stand pat and let the kid just, you know, stew over there in the Austin G League. Either way, I mean, I'm going to keep a close eye on Josh Primo, and I'm sure a lot of the Spurs fans are as well. They're going to probably, for the first time, actually be watching the Austin G League games that are televised for free on mm-hmm. social media, you know, on Facebook, on Twitter. I mean, you have no reason not to watch them. But, you know, those are the two scenarios that could play out very likely with one Josh Primo. Me personally, I would like to see the Spurs still flirt with that playing game, but still, you know, be able to find a way to bring the kid over and hopefully get some minutes with the squad, you know. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure endless lines? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. Yo, why are fans, not, maybe not all of them though, but a good bulk of them are upset about this assignment, um, you know, San Antonio sending uh, Primo to Austin. Is this simply a matter of they want to have their cake and eat it too, you know, let the kid play, or maybe they got valid points. You know, as you mentioned, it's a it's a rebuilding year, let them, let them run. What do you got to lose? Why are some Spurs fans so, you know, outward about their negative reaction to this? 
Well, look at the record right now. They're one and three. They're they have a winning percentage of 0.250. You know, and they know that the Spurs could use some help. And uh, quite honestly, they're they're probably not going to wind up doing any blockbuster trades. Let's be real, you know. And then Spurs fans are excited about the potential that Josh Primo brings to this team. He's a young player. He's exciting to watch. A lot of buzz around him as being one of the youngest players in the draft, you know, the youngest player in the NBA draft. Then the Spurs fans see what he can do in the context of a preseason game. They're very excited about this team going somewhere. And and I feel that they believe that Josh Primo could possibly be that missing piece that could actually get this team back to their winning ways again. I know it's a long shot, but at the end of the day, you got to roll the dice if you're not winning. And, and right now the Spurs are not winning. So Spurs fans are actually looking for something to get excited about. Joe, in the little sample size that we have with uh, Primo, do you think he's a real deal or is it too early to tell? In my opinion, I think the kid has a lot of upside, you know, but I think right now, honestly, it might be too early to tell. You know, I like the kid and, you know, the potential that he brings, but, you know, we, we really don't know what he can do in the context of actual NBA minutes. We've only seen preseason going to the G League might be great for him to kind of, you know, elevate his game a little bit more. And then if he gets a, the call back, you know, which he will at some point in time, I mean, maybe he can really impress Coach Pop and the, and the coaching staff and maybe carve out a little niche here with the team and not go back uh, to the Austin G League. I mean, I wish the kid the best. Whatever's going to happen, I'm just going to have fun watching Josh Primo out there. Yeah, he. I think he's going to be fun to watch. A uh, good reason to tune into Austin Spurs games this year, and I, I really believe he's going to be uh, heads above the rest. You know, uh, throughout his Austin Spurs career, now that it's going to begin shortly. Speaking of the Austin Spurs, Joe, the uh, team did announce their training camp. Uh, some notable names on there were, aside from Primo, Joe Wieskamp, the Spurs' other uh, rookie uh, on the roster, uh, San Antonio's own Jordan Burns, uh, born and raised here and hometown guy, uh, Caleb Johnson, the brother of Keldon Johnson, is on the squad, and other notable names. You have uh, another uh, hometown kid, played at my old alma mater in San Antonio, Central Catholic, Alexis Wangamame. Uh, he also is a Longhorn, Texas Longhorn. Uh, Joe, this it looks like this um, Austin Spurs team could be fun to watch. Also, by the way, uh, Devontae Kaycock, the Spurs' most recent acquisition, is also on the roster. Joe, do you tune into Austin Spurs games? I do when I can. You know, I, I watch a couple games throughout the season, um, as as you know, as as time allows. Because you know, we're always busy either recording an episode of Lois or recording the podcast or being guest on other podcasts or radio shows. So I try to watch as many as I can. And they're always fun to watch because you can get to see the potential that any one of these players can have at the pro level, you know, and you get excited to see their growth and development uh, over in the Austin G League and hope that that will translate, you know, to the next level, which is going to be getting some minutes with, you know, the San Antonio Spurs. So it's always fun to watch what these guys can do. It definitely is. Again, uh, the season for the Austin Spurs begins very, very soon. November 14th, 5 p.m. Central at the HB Center at Cedar Park, Texas. They're going to be playing against the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. 
So if you are in the Austin area or you want to make a trip from San Antonio up to Cedar Park, go do it now. Tickets are now available. Just go to the Austin Spurs website. We're talking with Joe Garcia. He's a host of Two Shots Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. Joe, murderer's role continues for San Antonio, doesn't it? Yeah, unfortunately it does. Whoever created this uh, schedule was definitely not doing the Spurs any favors. (laughs) Let's put it like that. You know, before we dive into uh, tonight's game, Spurs Mavericks, what have you seen from this team after four games? I'm seeing that the Spurs, this young Spurs squad is is very competitive, you know, and unfortunately, it's the scenario that we kind of talked about before the season even started. There's going to be a lot of uh, painful games for Spurs fans to watch. While the games haven't necessarily been 30 point blowouts, they've been competitive but the Spurs, this young Spurs squad has lost games and that's going to happen because of inexperience. You know, you get down in crunch time, as we saw at the Lakers game, they made some mistakes, shot the ball too early, you know, in the shot clock, couldn't hit free throws. I mean, this, these are the types of games that are going to actually help this team get better. And right now, I think the big word that Spurs fans need to kind of cling to is patience, have patience with this young squad they're competitive, but there's still some growing pains they got to go through. And unfortunately, we're seeing that with the Spurs losing some of these close games. That's, that's the key word with their close. They've been very, very close in the last uh, four games, with the exception of the Orlando game where they just throttled uh, the Magic. But against the Nuggets, competitive. Against the Bucks, competitive. Against the Lakers, uber competitive. Even that was without LeBron James. The, the Lakers still have a uh, heavy stacked roster there. You know, looking at that last game, you know, against the Lakers, you know, Jakob Pertl, you know, 27 points. He led the way for San Antonio. But again, you're seeing this kind of scoring by committee. At one point, it was Jakob. Ultimately, it was him leading the way uh, as far as the point uh, production. At one point in the game, it was Lonnie Walker. At one point in the game, it was Devin Vassell. At one point in the game, it was DeJounte Murray. Joe, that just tells me that this team is very balanced offensively. And it, it's kind of like pick a player every game. You know, who tonight it could be. Derek White's turn to lead the team in scoring. Joe, what do you think about this offensive end of the San Antonio Spurs? Oh, I've liked what I've seen from the offense as far as the Spurs go. One of the things that I have seen that it's kind of alarming to me is the free throw shooting. And let's let's be honest, it hasn't been really good. You know, it hasn't been to where you need it to be in order for hey, we're going to go ahead and and foul somebody in the in, in the closing minutes like we saw against the Lakers they kept fouling Jakob Portal he would miss the free throws he would miss the free throws make one of two I, and I've seen I saw a stretch there where the team couldn't even hit free throws I mean it wasn't just Jakob it was other players as well I mean to me that's the alarming thing the offense though I like what I see out of the offense you know you see a lot of uh you know, movement without the ball. The team's really explosive in the open court, but I saw some inefficiencies as well when you're able to get back in transition defense, slow the the team down as far as the Spurs, you know, fast breaks and make a more of a half court shooting uh, team, you know, or get them into that half court set. I think that's going to be one of the biggest deficiencies that they're going to have to try to overcome. What can they do when teams really put the clamps on them? Hey, do you smell that that uh, sweet, awesome scent of chicken parmesan or maybe your favorite pizza? Hey, you know what the best part? 
that showed up to my door the last time I had the craving. Why? Because I ordered it with Postmates. With Postmates, I get all my favorite foods from the local restaurants in my neighborhood delivered. No leaving the house. And even better, no getting in the car or having to have to find a parking spot. Postmates isn't just about burritos and sushi. You can order things like toothpaste, phone chargers on demand too. Best because places like Walgreens and 7-Eleven are also on Postmates. Yeah. My favorite part is when the app lets me know that my food or items have been delivered and everything is right outside my door. It's so cool and never gets old. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android. Find your favorite foods or that one thing you forgot to get from the store and get it delivered on demand. Now, right now, listen up. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners a little something. New customers will get 50% off your first five orders of $50 or more when you use promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That's code LOCKEDONNBA to get 50% off your first five orders of $50 or more. Max savings of $100 per order. Just download the Postmates app or sign up online. It's super easy. Offer is subject to change and taxes and fees apply. Offer valid for 30 days after you add the promo code to your account. Doctor created, doctor recommended, works up to seven days per use. I'm talking about sweat block. Hey, look, excessive sweating can be difficult to talk about. Luckily for you, there's sweat block to help you through it. Dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ratio by firefighters. And it's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews manufactured in the USA. Wear what you want to wear. Your little secret to confidence. This is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everybody can benefit. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, excessive sweating, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get 20% off at sweatblock.com right now with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Sweatblock.com. Their youth athleticism, this team has that in droves. And they're they're one of the best as far as pace. They're up there. They're 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 fast on offense. They're fast on defense. They're they're one of the youngest teams in the NBA, and we're seeing that, you know, right now in these last four games. It just seems to me, Joe, they just haven't had that little push, that that player that can just get them over the hump. You know, dare I say, if Demar Derozan was still on this uh, squad, he makes that game winning shot against the Lakers last night. Um, or a couple nights ago by the time we're listening to this episode. Joe, do you still feel this team is a, just a superstar away or they can be good without one as the season moves on? This team is going to need an, an NBA superstar at some point. I mean, they have a lot of pieces. They have a lot of youth and ath- athleticism currently. But what this squad is definitely missing is that bonafide NBA star, someone or a player who can put this team on their shoulders and say, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to will us to victory. You look at this squad and honestly, Jeff, going down the roster, there's nobody that can actually fit that bill. So until the Spurs can actually get a bona fide star, they're going to be competitive, but they're just not going to be at that level where they can go ahead and win games against some of the better teams, not only in the Western Conference, but also in the NBA itself. You definitely saw that in the loss to the uh, Lakers. They, you know, without LeBron James, they were fine. You still got a guy named Westbrook and Anthony Davis. Those guys, yeah, towards the end of the game and in overtime, wanted for uh, the Lakers. The Spurs, you know, they they tried. They really, really did. But those little things, you know, that's the thing. The Spurs cannot afford the little mistakes. They can't go missing free throws. They could have won this in in the, in the game against the Lakers in regular uh, regular ro- uh, regulation time. You know, they made the free throws. They did. They missed like what four or five in a row, something like that down the stretch. 
They can't yeah, afford that. It, free throws. it just wasn't just the free throws. It was poor decision-making with the ball, shooting the ball with too much time left on the clock, not getting the most uh, efficient shot off. You know, they had a lot. I saw a lot of hero ball, Jeff. And again, this is a young team, so you're going to see things like that. Hero ball. Where, where did you see hero ball from? from? You know, just when they would go ahead and let's say the Lakers would put the clamps on them. You just saw, you know, somebody go and said, you know what? I know this isn't a good shot, but I'm just going to chunk it up and see what happens. I believe there was a, a stretch there where the Spurs got the rebound. They gave themselves two more opportunities after they missed their first field goal attempt. And again, they couldn't capitalize on that because they were trying to rush or force the issue instead of looking for the best shot, a high efficiency shot that would go ahead and get you the best chance at actually maybe getting the league or or getting closer, um, let's say, to the Lakers because they were only down by, I think, at that point, maybe two points or one point, but they were just rushing things. Again, that hero ball. I'm going to go ahead and just take the shot and let's see what happens. You can't do that against a good team. You have to play smart, fundamental basketball. And unfortunately, I didn't see that happen at the end of regulation with the Lakers squad. The Spurs kind of got a little excited and made a lot of you know mistakes. It happens with the young squad. They were competitive, but again, too many mistakes. So you were at the game. Explain to me why Laker fans outnumbered Spurs fans. That 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 was almost embarrassing, Joe. What was on display at the AT&T Center. You have no one else to blame but Spurs fans themselves. If Spurs fans did not like to see that many Lakers fans at the game, why are you selling your tickets and not going to the game itself? So if you want to blame anybody, blame the season ticket holders who are selling their tickets. Yes, to Laker fans. And you know what? I'd like to call out a lot of the fair weather Spurs fans because how many Laker fans that we see at the game that are actually Spurs fans and they just don the Lakers jersey because they want to be part of the hype, you know, and they want to go out there. And then in the next game, the next home game, they put on their Spurs jerseys. Shame on you guys. You know, if you're going to be a Spurs fan, be a Spurs fan, sport the colors. You can still, you know, cheer for your Lakers, you know, if you're still a Lakers fan at heart. But I mean, come on, man, you're changing allegiances like that just for the hype. Now, that's that's a bad look. Yo, was it really that bad? Like, was it were the Lakers really, you know, Laker fan was representing like big time? It sounded like that big on time. TV. Big time. I even showed you some of the pictures, man, and it felt more like a, a, a an away game, to be honest. You know, I mean, there was just purple and, and gold as far as you could see. I mean, you just saw Lakers fans all over the place, you know, and again, you got Spurs fans have no one else to blame but themselves. You know, if the Spurs were winning, I guarantee you there would have been a whole lot of Spurs fans there. But since they're not, Spurs fans are kind of abandoning their team at the AT&T Center. And I believe it's not just going to be the Lakers the fans that are going to be out there in full force. When we see some other high level, you know, players come out and you see some of the better teams in the Western Conference come to play here at the Alamo City, I bet you that same scenario is going to play out again. And again and again, and the Spurs fans don't like it. Show up to the games. Don't sell your tickets. Wow, Joe. Yeah, it feels like you were probably like one of like 
a little bit of Spurs fans at the AT&T Center. I mean, I saw the pictures. It was just in, out of control. I mean, it was just like a sea of yellow uniforms out in the stands. Well, the Spurs will definitely get a chance. You know, Joe, maybe tonight the Spurs fans will be uh, in force in Dallas. Maybe, maybe as the Spurs take hey, on. I wanted to tell you one of the wildest things that I saw at that Lakers game. As I was leaving the game with my son and we're getting out of the Bud Light courtyard, a Lakers fan had a truck and they were firing off a, a, a firework from the bed of their truck. Like one of those night shells that you see, you know, that goes up in the sky and it, it has like a big bang, you know, a big old firework. I mean, it kind of scared everybody because you're not expecting that. But I'm like, come on, man. Y'all didn't win a championship. You just beat a young Spurs team. I mean, to me, that was just ridiculous, man. Well, Joe, the Spurs will get a chance to snap their losing streak tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, as mentioned, it's part of Murderer's Row for the Spurs uh, early in the season. It begins with Luka Doncic, doesn't it, Joe? They they got to try to contain him. Yeah, they got to try to contain him. But, I mean, who on this team is going to do that, Jeff? I mean, <laughs> you got guard play. I mean, you're comparing Luka to who do we got? DeJounte Murray, you know, is he going to be able to contain uh, Luca? I mean, is going to be, is, is Derek White going to be able to do anything? I mean, I mean, who are we going to throw at Luca to try to contain him? I mean, some of the better teams in the NBAs have done the same and they haven't been able to do it. So hopefully the only thing that we can hope for is that he just has an off shooting night. I'm going to pray for that, Jeff. Well, you know, I look at the Spurs team and they come in, you know, at least the guard, you mentioned DeJounte Murray. Uh, Guard-wise, they have one of the better duos of defending guards, him and White. Um, They're one of the league leaders in deflections and and steals. Uh, You know, DeJounte Murray, you know, many thought that he's going to up his score, and he's actually leading the team in assists right now. Uh, It was a a big vacant – it was going to be a big hole for the Spurs once DeMar DeRozan left, but he seems to be, you know, rising to the occasion. I'm glad you brought up Murray because, in my opinion, I think he might be the key tonight for a Spurs win. He had a triple double versus the Lakers, and he said that you know nobody talked to him about it because the Spurs lost, and I you know, I appreciate that, but he's gonna have to duplicate that performance again versus the Mavs team that on paper has more talent than San Antonio. Now, Joe, talk about the play of Jakob Pertl. How how big is he for tonight's game going up against Porzingis? Mm, he's gonna have to play kind of like he did against. Anthony Davis and the Lakers. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I mean, Jakob's not very athletic, but he kind of held his own against AD. Hopefully he can do that against the unicorn and Chris Stapp's Porzingis, you know, but one of the things that I did see AD do to one Jakob portal is bring him out, you know, out of the paint and then just shoot right over him. I mean, there was nothing the guy could do. Chris Stapps, if he gets his shot going, could possibly do the same thing to Yaka Portal, you know, bait him out of the paint and just shoot right over him with the fadeaway. I mean, you really can't stop that if you have a 7-3 guy shooting right over Yaka Portal, who's listed at 7-1 with shoes. I mean, not much the guy can do at that point. Yeah, Joe, I, I look at this Mavericks team and um, you know, I want to say pace. Okay, well, Spurs, they got to control the pace, you know, uh, play faster. And they are. They're, they're one of the league leaders in uh, in pace and other fast, quote-unquote, statistics. But, Joe, I, I feel like the Mavericks can match that, you know, speed. They want to play fast. They can play fast as well, Joe. They can. I mean, they can get up and down the court, too. I mean, they're not not too shabby. You know, when I'm looking at 
as you stated, the pace. I mean, the Spurs are right now at 101.9, which is 10th out of 30 teams in the NBA. And as far as the Mavericks go, they're at 99.4, which is 26 out of 30 teams. While it's not the best, they can still go ahead and run, you know? So the Spurs, they're going to have to kind of go to their strong suit. And if they can get out there in the open court, I think they can wreak havoc on the Mavericks. And, you know, as far as trying to keep the game a little bit closer and competitive, but, you know, the Spurs also have to have their shots falling early. Don't want to get get behind early against a Mavericks team that can shoot the ball very well. So hopefully the Spurs can find a way to finally get another victory. Their second victory of the season, Jeff. I think we're going to have to bring out the prayer, the, the prayer candles. You know, prenda la vela if you have it. That means light up your candles if you got them. <laughs> we need all the help we can get right now, Jeff. Yeah, and we were talking about Doncic earlier. This, this is what Doncic has done against San Antonio in his career. This is his career averages against San Antonio. 28.5 points per game, 8.4 rebounds, 9.1 assists per game. Um, yeah, he's recorded 20-plus points, 7-plus rebounds, 7-plus assists in 8 of uh, those 10 career games against San Antonio. Oh, and by the way, that 28.5 points per game against the Spurs, that's tied for his fifth highest scoring average against any NBA team. So he loves playing against San Antonio. So, I mean, it was pretty obvious you got to stop uh, as best you can, San Antonio, Luka Doncic. But it's not just Luka Doncic and Porzingis. And although Porzingis, you know, you never know with him. One day he could be Porzingis the next, and the next day he looks like, uh, like trash. But they got Tim Hardaway Jr. He's averaging 19.5 points per game. You have Dorian uh, Finney-Smith, 8.8 points per game. Uh, this, this, this Mavericks team has other players that the Spurs cannot sleep on tonight, Joe. They do, and let's not forget that they also have the ringer with the Mavericks, and that's one Boban Marjanovic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Boban can come back and maybe surprise the Spurs if you know they get Kristaps Porzingis in foul trouble early. Maybe maybe Boban would be the the ringer, you know. Yeah, so I mean, maybe. you can't just put anything past the Mavericks team, I and mean, they have they're very well coached. And they just they they have a good squad, you know. Spurs do too, you know. But again, we're lacking in star power, so you have to have all hands on deck and everybody contributing in order to try to combat that and be competitive, you know. Hopefully, we get a better showing out of the Spurs this time around. Yeah, I hope so too. You're looking at uh, the Mavericks and Spurs tonight. This it doesn't matter if if it's Dejounte Murray, Demar Derozan, Kawhi Leonard, Tim Duncan. Every single time these two teams match up, Joe, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a fight. It's a slugfest. You know, they're, they're only I think I think like six of their last ten games, something like that, have been decided by seven points or less. So I'm expecting that exact type of vibe tonight out in Dallas, Joe. You know, we talked about Luca. We talked about pace. What's another key for you in the uh, matchup tonight? Knocking down those free throws, Jeff. I mean, it's something as simple as that. If the game is close, again, and you're coming near the end of regulation, I think it was like maybe 148, 142. You know, you, you got to be able to knock down your free throws. Teams are going to foul you. They know that Jakob Portal is the weak link in the chain. He needs to be able to knock down the free throws. If not, he's a liability out there on the court. Coach Pop needs to pull him and maybe put somebody else in there 
you know, a Doug Mc, Dougie McBuckets, Doug McDermott, or somebody mm-hmm. who can actually shoot the ball better from the stripe than one Yaka Portal. You'd hate to see that happen, but at the end of the day, free throws, man. They got to knock down their free throws. Yeah, you know, you were talking about Portal earlier and uh, Porzingis. It's not like Porzingis is a plotter. You know, he can stretch the floor. He can go out and hit three. So uh, hopefully uh, Porto is ready for that. I think he is. You know, he's been showing me a lot to start this uh, season. Uh, you know, this this Mavericks team, you know, they, they're, they're very Doncic heavy. You know, he leads the team in points right now, 23.7. He actually leads the team in rebounds at 11.3. An assist, 8.7. In minutes, 36.2 minutes per game for Dallas. So the Spurs are going to see a heavy dose of Luka Doncic tonight, Joe. Overall, Joe, you know, win or lose, I, I think what I think you, me, and all Spurs fans across the globe just want to see this team still be competitive. Devin Vassell said it best last night, or a couple nights ago after the loss of the Lakers, saying this team is a work in progress. He had DeJounte Murray saying it's going to be a grind. It's not going to happen overnight. If they're still competitive with the Mavericks team tonight, Joe, I'd be okay with that. But, Joe, eventually these moral victories, they got to stop, though. They do at some point, you know, but again, you have to look at the team themselves, you know, how are they going to rise to the occasion right now? They've seen that adversity, you know, by not having a legit star, they know that they have to play smart, fundamental basketball in order to stay competitive. And not only that, but you have to do better, especially in that fourth quarter, you have to make better decisions with the basketball can't get into that hero ball. You got to play really good as a team, you know, and unfortunately, you're seeing a lot of the youthfulness set in as far as them being a young team. And that's the inexperience. You know, you're they're going to lose a lot of close yeah, games. Jeff, well, but at some yeah. point, you hope that that translates exactly. into learning and getting a dub, you know, getting a win. Right. Yeah. And look, it, it, to me, it just feels like more on the job training for these uh, young Spurs. Popovich said after the loss that. He's just letting them run. He just said that's the best thing they can do right now because their execution is just bad. They can't, they're not a, a good executing team. So the best bet is just to let them do their thing. And so far he's been doing that. And I think that is just going to allow them to learn faster. Look, if they get thumped on the head tonight against Dallas, it happens. You know, every team is going to have that game where they get uh, thrashed. You know, the Spurs did it to Orlando. You know, I'm not, hopefully it doesn't happen, but you just want them to learn just a little bit. If it's something that Doncic is going to teach these young kids, then so be it. If it's something that Trey Burke is going to do, so be it. Just something. You want them to grow each and every game. But, Joe, how do you see tonight's game going? Another close game? Do the Spurs get blown out? Or do the Spurs surprise everybody and get the W? I see another close game. You know, I don't see the Spurs getting blown out. Unfortunately, I don't see them winning either. I just think that the star power of the Mavericks, as far as them having that superstar in Luka Donnett and Kristaps Porzingis, you know, you have Tim Hardaway as well. It's going to be more than enough to go ahead and get them over the top and not by a large margin. It could be another close game. Maybe it could go into overtime. Who knows? But either way, I just think it's just going to be too much of the Mavericks star players going to be being able to overcome the youthful uh, athletic, you know, San Antonio Spurs team. Again, an experience is going to rear its ugly head, but as we know, Jeff, this is a year of, you know, the expectation of is the team is going to have to grow, learn, 
And, you know, unfortunately, it's going to be painful for San Antonio Spurs fans to watch, but still have fun supporting the team. And let's see what they can do. I mean, they might exceed expectations and wind up getting the win tonight. I mean, to me, that would be a real moral victory and boost the confidence of this team. You know, they they need this win. So hopefully they can do the, the right things at the end of the regulation to, to get a victory over the Mavericks. I hope you're right, Joe. I also see another close game uh, for this young San Antonio Spurs squad. Uh, would not be surprised, though, if they do pull out the win. Uh, I would definitely would not be surprised. Uh, I feel like they're just right there. They're right there. They're, 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 they're just that little over the hump, just a few more lessons to be learned. Uh, and and I think they could get start seeing W. They likely will because after – Murderers Row, they their schedule eases up tremendously. You know, it's not so top heavy with power teams, but hey, hopefully these lessons will push forward as the season moves on. He is Joe Garcia with Two Shots Podcast. Joe, what's going on with Two Shots, man? Yeah, we're actually going to be recording an episode uh, later on tonight, so that's going to be something that'll be fun. We're going to have some guests on. Uh, we're going to be we're going to have my my co-host on uh, with us tonight. And that would be the one and only Rudy Campos Jr. So we're going to talk a little bit about San Antonio Spurs basketball and other things going on in the world of sports. So definitely keep your eye for that dropping sometime this week. And you can go look for us on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast, all spelled out T.W.O. Two Shots Podcast. Joe, did you see the trailer for Lightyear already? Wasn't that a great I have not seen the trailer for that, man. I've been, oh, I've been so missing busy. out, man. <laughs> I, I got to catch up, though. So now that you tell me that, and I've already had some other people tell me that, I'm going to make sure that I go and watch it. They said it's very good. It's the latest installment of the Pixar series, and it's, you, we're finally going to get the backstory of Buzz Lightyear. Not the toy, because remember, Buzz Lightyear was a toy based off a real person. We're going to see the real person, what inspired the Buzz Lightyear toy from the toaster. I liked it. I liked the fact that in the trailer, there was a lot of, uh, uh, you know, tip of the caps to Star Wars. I don't know if you, if you watch the trailer, tell me you don't see the Easter eggs. I saw about three Easter eggs to the Star Wars franchise. If you could That's pick them out, that'd be awesome. I, I, I you know, I saw sure three I, of them. I want to make sure I pay attention. And I'll, you, I'll see if I can pick them out. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty. You're probably saying, Jeff, you're not three. There's like 16. I mean, what? <laughs> I miss all those. You're going to tell me they didn't make the reference to your new trilogy that you love so much? Oh, God. On that note, uh, you are <laughs> listening to Locked On Spurs. Uh, make sure to subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Tell your smart speaker to play Locked On Spurs. And I guess while you're at it, go check out Locked On Mavericks. Oh, Go see what the Locked On Mavericks have to say about tonight's uh, matchup. Go venture out and scout. Do some enemy scouting. Get behind the enemy lines and check out Locked On Mavericks right now. We thank you for making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every day. So for Joe Buzz Lightyear Garcia, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.